0: I can't imagine a heaven without my parents and brothers and sisters and cousins, Mm -hmm. my whole big family that I've loved and known. uh, They they must be there somehow or I will not be in heaven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that?
1: Okay, so let me think about it. I'm William I'm Dave Dave is my pastor Willie is a hospice chaplain and we've been friends for more than 20 years
0: we've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't so now we're inviting you to join in each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it this is the hopper podcast
1: welcome back to the Star Trek haters podcast where we are devoted to exposing the plot holes poor stories and character development and ridiculous scientific speculations ...of the Star Trek universe. I'm ready for another exciting episode, Dave. Um, yeah, again, you have the wrong podcast. I know that's the
0: ones you do on your own. Oh. Although I am a, a loyal a faithful listener. I thought you were going to be
1: a guest on our podcast I today. listened
0: to, to Star Trek growing up. I had to watch that show. I did not enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely a member. Yeah. But uh, that's not what we're doing. We're doing the, the hopper today. Oh, Oh well, that's not bad. Yeah, so I got a topic, but I'm in a different headspace. I'm thinking about Star Trek, Star Trek, and tearing down its its plot, yeah, the plot hole. Yeah, so um, you're just gonna have to shift gears on me here, okay? okay? So, <laughs> all right,
1: uh, I will. Uh, I'll beam you up. I hope you've got a good into topic. A new, because, a new topic. Yeah, yeah. Bring me along here. Yeah. So um, what do you got?
0: I, I have been wondering sometime about near-death experiences. Um, oh. Yeah, near death experiences are very curious to me. As are last words. Mm-hmm. Um people mm-hmm. who say things on their deathbed when they're almost incoherent and then uh-huh. they, they they mutter something. Yeah. And it can be frightening or profound. Yes. Um and it it's very, very curious to me. Yes. Okay. So let me let me back up. Near death experiences. Okay. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, Mm -hmm. if not millions Mm -hmm. of people saying that they were in some surgical procedure and they went uh, flatline. They have brainwave uh, machines that are indicating zero brain activity. Yes. So either our machines are not able to detect what's somehow deeper in our brain or some other part of our body, or people are having an experience uh-huh. Okay, because they all have very similar um, experiences. Yes, and let me let me just tell you a few of them. Okay, sure. okay. So I heard from a cardiologist. Uh, this was on I can't remember where I saw it, it was. A, it was a video, it may have been on YouTube, but this is a reputable, well-known, sec- successful secular cardiologist. Okay, he had a patient on the table. They um, they died. They flatlined. They they couldn't rescue them. He called it quits. Mm -hmm. The anesthesiologist actually left the room and went to his office. The patient was laying there um, Mm -hmm. for 20, 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. still hooked up to the monitors as they were cleaning up other things and discussing the case and so forth. And then uh, some heart activity started back uh, on the monitor. And so they quickly... Uh, you know, called the anesthesiologist back in, they got everyone back together, and, and this person came back to life. Okay. And then they uh, told a pretty remarkable story. They said that while uh, they were laying there, they, they rose above their body, mm-hmm. they looked down at their body, mm-hmm. and everyone scurrying about and doing their job. They hovered there, they, this person repeated the conversations that were had Mm -hmm. in the room Mm -hmm. and went out and followed the anesthesiologist into their office and could recount what they were doing in their office. Wow. Okay. Um, With such accuracy that this secular, well-known, accomplished doctor said, clearly we don't understand all that's going on here Mm -hmm. and there must be something to the afterlife or something that's going on. Uh, so then there have been numbers of people saying similar stories. Yes. And I'm sure you've heard some of these. Oh, yeah. Um, that seem to be verifiable by that kind of data. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but I heard and I saw this. Uh-huh. How did you do that? You were dead. Uh, well, I did. Yeah.
1: Um, so especially was, stuff that was outside the room, right? So someone yeah. who's who is, whose body is there, possibly can still hear, can still pick things up that's of what's in the room. But if you're talking about following somebody and then seeing what they're doing in a different room yeah. while the body's still in this room, yeah. then that's different.
0: Well, you know, scientists say you you, you can't, uh, that they, they have brain machines on people and their brain activity is absolutely zero. So they're not thinking at all. So they say. Yeah. Now, right. Now, so, now science may not be... Up to to correct, speed, correct right, with what maybe what the brain can do. Yes, I, I don't really know, but they swear that there is no brain activity, and they're saying this can't this can't be happening. It's got to be something else, right? Um, then that's, we don't want to get into a, a, a God in the gaps theory here, okay, right? Where right, we're, we're saying, right, well, right. since we can't understand it, this must be God. Yeah, therefore, it must be God. There that's must be something spiritual, Just because
1: we can't understand it, right. it has to be spiritual. No, that, I'm
0: not there. People have used that bad right. argument throughout centuries, and now people, uh, scientists say there must not be any God because we can keep disproving the God in the gaps. Right, right. right. Um, but uh, so far, we don't understand this, mm-hmm. and there clearly needs to be more. Research done, and there are people researching this. Yes, uh, UVA has a a whole division of people who are trying to gather these stories and study uh-huh. them. Okay, um, among other places, they're trying to understand what's going on here. Yeah, um, uh, there is some, uh, and again, millions perhaps of people around the world have had this kind of experience. Okay, um,
1: what are your thoughts initially? Well, I've heard those stories. Um in reading them and watching them on TV, similar to to you, um, and I have not experienced any of that. Even though I'm a hospice chaplain, so I can mm-hmm. say that that kind of experience is not normal. Um, there may be millions. You may be right about that, um, but I've I've watched a lot of people take their last breaths. Mm-hmm. I've been holding hands with people who have taken their last breath, and I, I see that quite often, actually. And, um, and then I work with people that also specialize in that. Mm-hmm. And so then my colleagues also, we talk about deaths of people and how they died and stuff. And so then I have like pretty close access to. So when I'm actually not there at my patient's house when they die, but the nurse is, then I can talk with her. And I, we both know this person. And I was there just a couple hours earlier. And then she was there when they took the last breath. And so I know those stories. And of all the times, I don't have, I don't know any stories that, of people that I know personally. That are like that, so I know that it's not normal um, but I also have seen way too many things uh that are very very spiritual and that I can only explain by hmm. spiritual things Mike um, <laughs> <laughs> this is very interesting. tell me more yeah um, that I can only explain maybe I shouldn't say it that way that 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 i can I take it to be spiritual so. Uh, It is, I have seen many times, as people are dying, as they get to the last days, that they start to see and hear people who have died in the past. Uh Um, And sometimes people see Jesus. My grandmother saw Jesus sitting on the end of her bed. She talked about him. Okay. And other people have seen Jesus, but it's not just Jesus, it's also uh, loved ones who have Who have passed. And so often um, someone will see their spouse or uh, often uh, their parents who have died many, many years ago. Um, So those things are pretty common. Um, And sometimes it it is rare, it is very rare to see someone. Is it? I was about to say it's never, I've never seen it happen. I I don't want to speak out of turn, but. I I might say I've never seen it happen, where someone sees someone who is still living. It's always a dead person. Mm, yeah, it's always a dead person. And then occasionally I've seen it where, um, this so that you see a vision of someone uh, who the person who's dying thought was alive, but they're not. And then they see a vision of okay. Them. Say that again. Okay, so the person who's dying. Yeah. This is the example. The person who's dying, um, an elderly person who's been sick for a very long time, very slow decline, th- those are really sad situations in lots of ways where uh, things get worse and worse and worse and it's just a slow decline. And life, just like even eating, going to the bathroom, those these are like really big events in the day and are very, very stressful on the body and the mind mm-hmm. just to, to eat a sandwich. And so then... Uh, imagine in a situation like that, where so and so in the family that they used to be really close to dies in right. a car accident or something, and then uh-huh. you know what? We're just not going to tell her that that the person died. Right. Then, so the then as we get to the very end of near death, right? We the person sees a vision of that person who died that they yeah. didn't realize died. Right. And it's pretty much only. Um, People who have died, who have died, yeah that they see. I've heard this too, uh, and and, and I've a lot of yeah. lo- I'm
0: experienced that every week, every, so, almost yeah, every it's day. It's hospice, almost people every day around people who are dying who who report these things. Oh yeah, I yeah. see it all the time. Um, you know, there's one doctor who who uh, has decided to study this because yeah. he he went he had like a, a rotation or something mm-hmm, with hospice, mm-hmm. yeah. and he said, hey, so patient so and so is doing better, and the nurse said, oh no, they're dying. And he said, "Why do you say, say nurses? that?" Nurses, no. Yeah. and and she said, "Because he he talked to his dead mother today." Yep. There it is. And he says, "What?" And so he investigated that because that that's quite a claim for especially some someone out of medical school to hear. Yeah, yeah, if yeah they're right? not used to it. Yeah, and and he, and it turns out that this is super common among people who are in their last days that they have a conversation with a deceased, real, or the, and, and it's not a dream; they're not asleep. It's a vision.
1: Oh, I they can are speak awake. Authoritatively yeah. on that, yes. I have- I have absolutely, I mean, it's, it's almost every day. It's probably not every day, but it's almost every day that I have been in hospice care that I have witnessed this sort of thing. I mean, yeah. it's, it's very common. Yes. That is very interesting to me. Very common. It's one Very of the, interesting. I, in all the literature, it's one of the signs. I mean, it's in a checkbox. I say, you know, yeah. the per, families always ask me, how long do you think it'll be before we have. It's in the checkbox of hours to days. We yeah. call that hours. That, that, that's in a check. That's one of mm-hmm. the checkboxes in hours to days. Also, not eating or drinking anymore. You're talking hours to days. Uh-huh. And, you know, we got a checkbox. And one of them is talking to dead relatives. Yeah. Or, or dead loved ones. So, right. you know, it could be friends. It could be whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so you're. Um, I guess your your naturalist is saying this is all brain activity that there's some sort yes, of um yes. uh internal acknowledgement yes. and they're they're producing an almost a hallucinogenic state mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's just a very fascinating the fact that they that they um people who have died and they didn't know that they died that's right. interesting right um, that's why I bring that up is, yeah. is that
1: it's um I'm not sure what yeah i don't know how uh yeah anyway. Um, it's weird. It's it is hard to explain. Hard to explain. Yeah, and yet there's something going on. Um,
0: I've also uh, I'm very interested in last words, and what really uh, sparked my interest in this was Sam Kinison. Okay. Sam Kinison was a was a comedian. comedian. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. He was the guy who yelled all the time. You know, foul ah, ah. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was in uh, a Rodney Dangerfield movie. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, he was a former um, Christian preacher. Right. He I got disillusioned. And I'm not sure if he knew what he thought about it. Um, uh, I, don't, you know, I didn't have a conversation with him about it or anything. Sure. But, uh, so he was in a head-on collision, okay. he and some friends. I didn't know that. Yep. And, and uh, everyone got out. It was mm-hmm. a high-speed, uh, you know, serious wreck. They called the authorities, you know, the, the ambulance and rescue squad and all that. And as they were waiting, he, he was walking around talking, but he said, I don't feel good. Mm. And they said, well, you better lay down. Uh, what he didn't know is that he had a tear in his aorta. Mm. From the collision, yeah, that's, um, and so he's bleeding internally, yeah, massively. He's starting, yeah, he's starting to feel bad. So yeah. I don't think it was like a, a a really big hemorrhage because you typically lose blood pressure and, and yeah. fall down.
1: Must have been small. Yeah. yeah.
0: So so, but it's a it's it 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 took his life, uh-huh. right? But but as he's laying there, um, he's quiet for a long time. Mm. Now these are eyewitnesses. All his friends are standing there, right? Mm-hmm. They're eyewitnesses to this. And then out of nowhere they're like whispering and talking. And then out of nowhere. Um, he starts speaking, and uh, he says, "No, no, I don't, I don't want to die, because I don't want to die." Um, and then he says, "Okay, okay," and they they try to rouse him, but then he he was gone at that moment. Yeah. So those yeah. are his last words. Is he, he's talking to somebody? Yeah. Who is he talking to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone is is beckoning him that it's yes. time to go, and he's yes. saying, "I don't really want to," and then yeah. somehow whatever they said convinces him yeah it's time to go yeah um that is provocative yeah sure so then i started looking at like other last words okay and you know there are there are um well-known atheists mm-hmm. who have said things that are i find startling okay um david hume who was an atheist philosopher yeah um he, at the, his very last words were i am in flames mm. Mm. Uh you know the man who wrote the uh satanic bible uh anton lavey yeah so he had a very difficult uh passing he was apparently in in uh great turmoil um and he says his last words were oh my oh my what have i done there is something very wrong there is something very wrong wow and then he dies
1: yeah yeah
0: um and so there are a lot of these yeah, that are yeah. that are um uh they're unsettling I guess is the uh, easy way to say it or the m- maybe that's too mild a way to say it I mean there are times when I these are really profound and overwhelming and frightening sure um and then the, you 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 match it up with with some of the last words of Christians mm-hmm. you know that that say they're they're ready to see their risen lord and they die and mm-hmm. you know or or Stephen in the Bible who has a vision of Jesus yeah And that's what he sees before he passes. Right. Um, And then all these people in hospice. Yeah. You know, now you've told me before that that it's not always a pleasant conversation with Jesus or of someone from uh, the past. Sometimes you said people are laying there and they are terrified.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, at the very end, um, you know, I don't know that I've seen anyone who that I that they've reported or that I hear that, that that they're talking to Jesus and they're afraid of Jesus I've not seen that but I have seen people who when uh, when they see someone or something that's not there that they get terrified yeah and no one knows why and that's that happens shortly before death that's not I don't see that a lot honestly mm-hmm but I do see that, even when someone is otherwise comfortable and relaxed because of the medication yeah, that we're so giving like them, that days, kind of Yeah, for like days, they're doing fine. There's yeah, no turmoil. Uh-huh, and exactly. then at the very last moment, yeah. something has jarred them and stirred them, and they're yeah. terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. that. Um, not often, but I have seen that. and
0: uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there are people who convert to Christianity on their deathbed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's different than what I'm about to say, but there are numerous people who were antagonistic um to Christianity their whole lives. Um and then on their deathbed they have um horrible regret. Sure. Just before their passing, they have I've this, known people like that. An amazing sense of conviction. Yes. Um, yes, yes, where yes. they had, they had no prior belief of God. Yes. They had, uh, you know, no belief in anything spiritual. They didn't even believe it necessarily there was a right and a wrong. Right. Um, and just at the la- very last moment, they have mm-hmm. a sense that they are coming under judgment mm-hmm. and they say things that are fascinating and mm-hmm. they're terrified. Uh, Thomas Paine was one of these people, you know, Thomas okay. Paine wrote the age of reason. Right. He was a very anti Bible, anti Christian yes. writer uh-huh. in the, in the uh-huh. early Americas. Um, and he was in great distress as well. And um, he basically was trying to, to find some way of repentance, but felt it was all blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's crying out to God, but it's more of an agony. Yeah. Um, and, and this is recorded numerous times as well. People mm. in that situation... Saying, "Oh no, I, I never believed in a hell, but now I do. I'm yeah. and I'm going there. Yeah, basically. Yeah, um, it makes you wonder if they have uh, what kind of information is provided to people in those last moments. Mm-hmm. Um, what is happening in these near death experiences? Right. Um, does this, you know, if you're if you're purely a naturalist, purely scientific, uh, we don't have an explanation. Maybe we will one day. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mystery. It's a mystery." but i find it really
1: interesting yeah 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 um i guess i don't find it as interesting as you do but maybe that's because i'm near it so much yeah yeah and i wonder you know the, you're, you're picking out um quotes from specific people mm-hmm. but we that are pretty fantastic and I, I not that i um uh dispute any of those the reality of any of those right but you know uh the the christians who uh their last words are wonderful and beautiful and then the non-christians you know who are in terror i don't think that's always the case though oh i'm sure it's not yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um i i don't know what to say by that except i'm not sure where i'm going with that but uh yeah i mean there are people who are christians who's really struggled at the end and and people who are not christians who mm-hmm. are very peaceful sure i i've seen that for sure
0: yeah. I just think it's interesting that someone who doesn't even believe there's a God suddenly has a very real belief in God at the last
1: few moments yeah. of their life. Yeah. And they're terrified. I haven't, honestly, I haven't seen a, a humongous switch off. I, it's rare for me to see any sort of big switch at the end of life. But as someone comes to understand that and to accept that they are dying, mm-hmm. that often will bring with it a, a big, big shift. Yeah. I've talked
0: yeah, that's less fascinating to me. Okay. Yeah, because of course they're thinking about dying and they're trying to get their affairs in order and they're sure. thinking, okay, I need to figure out what I really think and believe here. Uh huh. That's that feels different than someone who who's already passed that moment and says no, none of this is real. Yeah. And then and and literally the last few seconds they're like, yeah. oh snap, something is very wrong here. Right. right. Something something's going on. Yeah. yeah. And and. Of course, that doesn't prove anything. Right. I'm, I'm not. You and know I'm not a guy who's like, there's I know, I know. A spirituality around every tree and bush. I,
1: I ju- I'm not like that. I can also tell you that that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I think it does happen sometimes, but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. It's pretty rare. Yeah, but it is interesting, I suppose. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So going back to near-death experiences, I mean, yeah. th- this is something that does happen all the time.
1: Oh, near-death experiences? Yeah. No, not all the time. It, it's uh, it's across the globe, sure. In sure every sure, sure. nation, yes, yes, every yes. people group, they have these. The, there are these stories that are happening, um, but most, the vast majority of people do not have near death experiences where they basically die and then come back to life. Well, of course not. Most people, but I'm talking. There are uh, yeah. we're talking about hundreds of, okay, of okay, thousands of enough, people, if enough. not millions. Gotcha. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. So it's not like an, it's not an anomaly. It's not. All, no, it's not an anomaly, but it's not all the time.
0: Well. Uh, <laughs> Okay. If we're going to thread needles here, Mr. Picky. All I right. All right. Hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people. is That's a lot of people. That,
1: that's, it happens a bunch. It, okay, it, has, so.
0: it happens with some regularity. Yeah, okay. So some, for, some kind for of frequency. Sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah.
1: So tell me more about about what you're thinking about that.
0: Well, I just think it's, it's uh, I'm glad that there are real scientists who are looking into it and sure. have been intrigued by it. And, sure. And doctors who, who are simply secularists who are now saying, okay, we need to, we need to look into this yeah something else is happening something there is something that indicates the most plausible answer would be that there's some kind of soul Mm -hmm. Um, we need to we need to think about that yeah talk about that and i think that's great Mm -hmm. Um, and i'm very interested in that kind of research so much so that i even thought about uh calling up uva or some other places and say hey what you know what kind of what kind of work are you doing yeah um you know maybe maybe i will go back to school one day okay
1: um it's just very interesting. To me. We'll see if we can get an expert on the on the podcast. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I would love to uh, talk to somebody, and I, I'll bet they might have interested in talk to a hospice chaplain as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because I've seen a bunch of stuff.
0: Uh, you know, and along that, I've had uh, along with this, I've had other questions. Okay. Um, so let me ask you this: This is a theological question. Sure. Um, do you think? That if you have people that you know and love who are not Christians, yeah, and you're you're a Christian, you believe there's you're going to be in the new heavens and new earth, yeah. you're going to go to heaven. Yeah, will you have say say this are um you know your siblings
1: mm-hmm.
0: um that you love mm-hmm. um but they're not believers. Will they be in your heaven, or will they not be? Because I've heard I would I would say my knee jerk reaction would say no, they won't be there if they weren't Jesus's. Okay. Um, they didn't have faith in Jesus and I could be in heaven with you. But I've heard even pastors in our denomination say, I can't imagine a heaven without my parents and brothers and sisters and cousins, mm-hmm. all, my whole big family that I've loved and known. Uh, they they must be there somehow or I will not be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that?
1: Okay. So let me think about it. I, I can think about it from a pastor standpoint. Um. And I can also think about it from a theologian standpoint, which feels very different to me. Yeah. Which is maybe where the conflict is that you're coming. Uh-huh. Um, to say, I can't imagine heaven uh, w- without my loved one there, that it couldn't be heaven if they weren't there. I can sympathize with that completely. Completely. Yeah. Um, and understand that, for sure. Yeah. However. Yeah, I know where you're going. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Spell it out for us. I want to be sympathetic. Yeah. However. um, the If we take the Bible as our authority, and we do here, um, the Bible doesn't have any sense of your heaven versus my heaven. There is one, new heavens and new earth, and one place where we're going to wait for that mm-hmm. after death. And so there's not a your heaven, my heaven, uh, and actually the heaven and the new heavens and new earth belong to Jesus, and he is going to restore all things to the way they were supposed to be. And he's going to cast all those who do not belong to him into outer darkness. And so, uh, but then the, it doesn't say anything about that relas- those relationships. Are they lost? Are they... Uh, I don't know. And yeah. that's, okay, don't so have, then there's silence. Yeah. We don't have a lot of information. Then there's
0: silence about yeah. the rest of it. This is one of my pet peeves is when we, particularly people who really love their Bible, yeah. will find deep, dark passages in, in the in the prophets, for example, yes. Yes. and they will build a whole doctrine about the spirit realm, but based upon some sort of off statement about Satan or angels and, and they,
1: they... That's not really related, but it's, the, yeah, kind yeah, it's of logically, just, it, like if, if it says this, then it... This is probably also true, and if that's true, then this other thing is possibly true, and if that's true, then this is true, and I'm going to stake my whole life on that. They're fabricating a whole big theology
0: about a realm
1: that we know very little about, and the Bible actually tells us to stay out of. Right, right, right. Here's what I do know, though. Um, As a theologian, I can say that um, when the Bible does talk about the new heavens and the new earth, our future... It does so, and it says that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes mm-hmm. and that we will not look back on our life now as the good old days right? Uh, with nostalgia. And so what does that mean? I'm not prepared to make any statements about what that means, right. except whatever the future is, we're not going to wish for where we are now. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Many of the people who have these experiences mm-hmm. who say they saw a dead relative mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. they often describe wonderful feelings of yes. acceptance that's of right. peace that's um right. all that's kinds right. of colors yes visualizations um uh, is this just their brain uh is this you know how is it their brain when there's no activity in their
1: brain that can be detected yeah. Yeah. you know there's just yeah yeah that's right that's yeah. right. The other thing that made me a little bit nervous as with my theologian hat on when you as you were quoting this uh, a, a, a composite person or whatever uh in saying that um I cannot imagine a heaven but so my my response is yeah it's going to be beyond your imagination yeah. no eye has
0: seen nor ear has heard. Right. Yeah.
1: So the fact that I can't imagine it doesn't
0: mean that it yeah. can't exist. We can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever and hope for imagine. And the Bible for, uses that imagine.
1: kind of language, I think, yeah. uh, precisely because you cannot imagine it. No, you cannot imagine it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's not going to exist. And so that's something we have to trust the Lord in. Here's another question, though. Um, do you think you're going to recognize people in heaven, other believers? You're going to recognize other people? You, yeah. Well, you and I recognize each other in heaven. I think so. Yeah? I do,
0: yeah. I think so, too. I um, I don't know if we will be our, uh, our best version of ourselves. I mean, will we have hair again? Uh, I mean, I don't know any of that. <laughs> sure, right? sure, 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 um, sure. But uh, I think I will know you somehow. Yeah. Even if we're not, uh, if the resurrection hasn't happened yet and we're in some sort of, uh, you know, we've talked about this in a prior episode, sort of a violence to our, you know, our, cre- our created form that mm-hmm. we would be somehow separate from our body but but also present with the Lord mm-hmm. um, what is that a manifestation like a ghost what is that we don 't really yeah. know but I think I
1: still I would know who you are yeah and who other people are somehow yeah and if not there then certainly in the new heavens and the new earth will when we do have our bodies mm-hmm. we'll be able to recognize each other I think um, Paul says in first Corinthians 4 uh it, he says, we do not want you to be uninformed brothers about those who are asleep. And what he means by it is very clearly that they're dead. And he says, um, God's going to bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So people who have died, he's going to bring with him when he comes back to earth. The only way that that's good news, he said, Don't I want you to comfort each other. At the end of the passage, he says, and comfort or encourage one another with these words. The only way that it's comforting or encouraging that the Lord's bringing people back is if we recognize them. Right. We know them and care about them. Yeah, I think that's a strong indication that we are going to recognize people for sure. Yeah. I've heard people say that they know that they're going to recognize people because um, Jesus told a story in Luke 16 about the rich man and Lazarus. Right. And that they recognize each other. Yeah. And I say that's terrible interpretation of the Bible because that's just a story that Jesus told. Um, It may or may not happen that way, but certainly... You know, he, he told all kinds of stories about things that, that mm-hmm. you know, that's not, he's he's illustrating something different. He's not, his main point is not that we're going to recognize each other in heaven. He just made up that story to talk about the, the, uh, yeah, I, there. yeah I'm going to, uh, uh, it's a story he made up. Yeah, but he's God too. Y- yes. Yeah. So. So there, you've got people who are recognizing each other from heaven and hell, and you have people in heaven and there's some great watching chasm. a chasm, but they're able to communicate with each right. other. I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Let does me ask that, you this. So do you think that, that his point is that people, that he's trying to teach us that heaven and hell, we're going to be able to see each other and communicate with each other? I don't think that's his
0: point, no. Okay, um, I don't either. <laughs> but he does say that, um, that his summary point there at the end of that passage is that those who knew better and didn't didn't obey would will suffer many blows as versus those who didn't who who didn't know better and have few blows right um that was his point right yes um and that's kind of the 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 take-home message there is that there are degrees yes of punishment and uh, i think from hebrews you can get at least people were believing their degrees of resurrection um that not everyone gets the same degree of punishment or the same the same life or vitality or closeness to jesus i think one great i can't remember who it was maybe you do but um there are two guys who were kind of at each other's uh uh, antagonistic to one another and uh when uh, someone asked about the other uh one of them i I wish i knew their names you know me in the details Mm -hmm. um he said uh i i would like to see him but he'll be so close to jesus you know Mm. there's so many there'll be so many masses of people between me and him yeah. You know as he'll yeah. he'll be so much closer to the Lord than I will, yeah. which may have been like a false humility or it may have been a genuine humility, but his concept was that yeah. uh you know it's it's not just me and Jesus; they're like masses of people, and sure um and yeah, that's some right. some will have a better you know uh the parable of the talents, uh-huh, you know it, faithful with little be given much, and yep. there's gonna totally. be some degrees of. Heaven and hell, that's another
1: topic, but yeah, I digress, continue. Yeah. No, what I just mean that I don't think that his point was about about that we are going to recognize each other. Um, Some have said that we know that we're going to recognize each other because uh, at the transfiguration that Peter, James, and John recognized Moses and Elijah, Mm -hmm. and so they can recognize dead people. Uh, I think that's also not a great um, passage to show that because they didn't recognize, I mean, how would they recognize Moses and Elijah? They never met them. This was before we had photographs or anything, or even right. good drawings. So we don't know how they recognized them, but it wasn't by looking at them. Well, it's probably the name tag. Maybe the name tag. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe we get to heaven, we're all going to have name tags, and that's how we're going to recognize each other. Wait, you're Dave? You don't look anything like Dave. Oh, I promise. There's a, there's a million Daves I've just met. <laughs> how do I know you're the one? Yeah. What's that secret handshake that we had? <laughs> there won't be a whole lot of Willies, though. Not many. Yeah. But probably some. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and then also there's the story of David when his uh, baby died, his baby with Bathsheba yep. died. Yep. And he says in Second Samuel 12 that he's going to go and see his child when he dies. Um, and some have said, oh, okay, so then he'll recognize his child in heaven, whatever. Um, but I don't think that he's talking about uh, heaven there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's much sense that David had... Uh, A concept, really of heaven or the afterlife and I think what he's talking about there is that he's mourning and saying not comforting himself he's mourning and saying my baby's never going to come back to me but I'm going to die the way that my baby did Um, I'm going to the dead Um, and so but they did have a sense of being gathered
0: to your people the bosom of Abraham and like there was a a life after death component in their thinking Um, and so when I read that I think he is he is thinking about being reunited, um, hmm. not just following my, you know, into into consciousless death. I don't think that's what he's saying. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I think that's what he means. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a, uh, almost like a despair. I think that's an expression of despair. Hmm. That um, because I don't um, like Sheol, the, this place of the dead. I think being gathered together with the ancestors, I think is there, but I don't think there's any sort of like living together or. Or living at all, huh. um, not until yeah. we get to the um, later in the prophets. I think it's pretty early. That's that's earlier than our first conception, uh, really, of any sort of resurrection.
0: So you think that when they says they they're gathered to their people, um, or they they're gathered to the bosom of Abraham, that mm-hmm. they're? Do you think
1: it's just just death, mm-hmm. just a grave? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, they would. They, I think that they would have talked about it in a little bit kinder or uh, happier terms than, than well, what we see yeah maybe yeah kind of argument silence but yeah yeah you, fair enough it's an argument yeah. from silence but that's the kind of thing that i would want to talk about if uh, anyway do you think that people in heaven are what can watch us now that's a, a, always a good question yeah you know um uh i get people asking me that question a lot
0: yeah yeah i mean again how would you know um th- we just don't know much about that realm. And even if you, there was a passage that, that depicted someone watching someone, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that everyone gets to watch everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no didactic teaching, you know, like a straight, this is what the Lord told me. You're right. Um, You're right. And so that, that's why I'm saying. People who build doctrines about demons and Satan himself uh, need to be careful or or yeah. what, what heaven's going to be. Like we, we have some information, but we don't have a ton. Let's rely on the information we have, but yeah. then hold to mystery. Things that we just don't know much about. Right. I mean, that, that was the problem with the Jews and and receiving the new covenant. Mm-hmm. They got so engrossed and entrenched totally. in the ways of Moses, they totally. couldn't open their eyes to see what God was planning. And intending. the Pharisees. Yeah. It was a mystery to them then, mm-hmm. and you know it was revealed in Jesus, and mm-hmm. and it
1: it missed them. They missed them. Yeah. The, the one place in scripture that does give give us some indication about whether people can see people in heaven can see and watch us now is Hebrews 12, where it says, this is right after the, the this mm. long list of um, people yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah. yeah, You know where I'm going with this. Yeah.
0: I, you know that word, though, is a, is testifier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. the well, Witness, so, the word, it
0: said, we translate it witness because we don't have the word testifier.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of testifiers, mm-hmm. let us also... Lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Yeah, yeah. So that's right after Hebrews eleven, the, right. the Hall of Faith, and right, right, you know, right. all these people. Who were, all these people
0: who were um, embracing the big picture. Yeah, that they didn't get the full promise in their lifetime. They didn't Correct. get full self-actualization. Matter of fact, they got a handful of suffering, right. or, or a large cup full of suffering, right. but they were a part of the big picture. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I le- read Hebrews 12, mm-hmm. then because it starts with therefore, therefore. Um, I see that as, uh, since we have their testimony mm. of their life and their faithfulness and how they endured, yes. how they suffered, how they died well, how they died in faith, let us be like them. So yes. I don't think that means that they're they're watching us witnessing yeah. the earth. I think that's a translation
1: issue. I don't think it is, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, you think they're watching us? I do. Okay. I do. Um, but I also hold... And this is not a clear didactic teaching, just yeah. as you said. Right. And it is an illusion, so I hold this somewhat loosely. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm very curious. Tell okay, me. but here's why. Because it says we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, mm-hmm. and um, if we... If they just have gone before, then they be, we are ahead of, or we're, you know, they have, uh, we've passed them, or we're they're, they're in their uh, so, so, But being surrounded seems like an odd phrase, if that's what it is. Mm. Um, and then at the end of the sentence, end of that same verse, um, let's lay aside every weight, the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This mm-hmm. is an image of running a race mm-hmm. with spectators all around a great cloud mm-hmm. of testifiers, we are surrounded by these people. I think what this is is he has got a pretty strong image of mm-hmm. like an Olympic Games or some other kind of games uh-huh. where you're in a stadium, and we are running this race, and sin weighs us down, so let's get rid of that. Yep. Um, let's take off a backpack or whatever it is, yep. and these people are there. Um, the witnesses that we just read in Chapter 11 are surrounding us like a great cloud, so they're much mm-hmm. higher than us and uh, uh, kind of amorphous. Yeah. And so that's the the, cl- the crowd in a stadium. And so I think that they're watching us, cheering us on that way. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. You see how that yeah, feels? Yeah, it's, I a, do see. it's a race. It's a, it's yeah, a, I can see the imagery there for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's there. Yeah, I'm not a doofus. <laughs> Well, I mean...
1: Well, a little bit you are, (laughs) and so am I. I I'm going to back up real fast. (laughs) It depends on what we're talking about. (laughs) So I think that that's a strong indication in my mind, but you're right that it's not not a very clear teaching. It's an image that he gives. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way... um,
0: Well, I mean, gosh, I I wish we had it was really definitive because I think that that changes
1: a lot, right? (laughs) To think that people are watching you all the time well and, uh, and if this image is correct if, if, or if my interpretation of this image is correct then they're not just watching they're cheering for us come on lay that weight aside and mm-hmm. run fast and don't stop don't look to the right don't look to the left run fast win the race yeah mm-hmm. they're cheering us on interesting I think that's the image yeah yeah what do you
0: do with the the translation the testifiers
1: well, that's who they are. They're a bunch of testifiers who have run run the race before. Yeah. And so they have run the, their race, they're finished. Now they're up in the stands watching us. Mhm. So when you finish your race and I finish mine, then we'll go up in the stands and and by our life we have testified to the faith to the faith that we have to the grace of Jesus, to the gospel, and then we watch those who are going to race, who are racing at the moment. Hm. And then they'll join us in the cloud. The cloud of witnesses. I don't mean the Yeah. Yeah. The cloud it, of testifiers.
0: Not the puffy white cloud with the harps. No. No, 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 yeah. no, no.
1: Yeah, I see that. I see that.
0: Uh, with the race imagery, particularly. Uh, the the link to Chapter 11 kind of pushes me back the other way, too, though. I'm kind of caught in the middle here. Because, you know, 11 is definitely like a, you're going to suffer, you're going to suffer. You gotta, oh, yeah. You
1: gotta, it's got to be the big picture here. Um, well, and later on in the chapter, yeah. Chapter 12, he talks about discipline, and you need to discipline your body... Um, and then you need just just like you discipline your body to run a race, then you discipline your soul and to mm-hmm. to purge it. And so you so the race is we're watching people who are pushing beyond their limits and doing stuff that's uncomfortable. And there's the suffering, but it's a chosen suffering that that um, gets rid of sin and remains faithful to the Lord. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the image. Anyway, um, I sure hope that we've got folks who have gone before cheering us on I, I like that idea hmm. and I think that's what it says I think that's what it says here yeah yeah and I hope that I get to cheer other people on when I do yeah. so you say you get asked that question a lot so yeah. I guess that's what you tell people I do you, you, uh-huh. you, you believe that there are people watching us yeah. from heaven uh-huh absolutely uh-huh Um, I don't think people become guardian angels. There's no good reason for that. So some people believe that. Well, some people believe that people become angels. Sure. We're talking about two different things here. Yeah, that's not, there's no indication in scripture about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: People people, uh, think that
1: angels are humans who are going to heaven. Right, right, right. And that's not the case. Yeah, Yeah. there's no reason to think that that's the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But you're right that we don't know much about the afterlife. Not much. Yeah.
0: And You know, from these people's testimonies, mm-hmm. um, there does seem to be some bit of knowledge mm-hmm. from the people they encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, when they say things like, it's not your time, you have to go back. Yeah. Very c- peculiar. Yeah. How, how do they know that? Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just all very, very fascinating. Yeah. I mean, we know from the Bible... If if you believe the Bible, yeah, that um, that there are there is this whole realm Mm -hmm. with persons, but Mm -hmm. people. You know, I I say persons instead of people, meaning not humans but creatures, Mm -hmm. entities, sentient entities. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we see Jesus driving out demons, talking to them. Mm -hmm. He's having dialogue Mm -hmm. with them. Uh, We see uh, Samuel being brought up. Mm-hmm. by the witch of Endor, you know, yeah. um, and and Saul wanting information from him uh-huh. and that he was not supposed to do that, uh-huh. and he's rebuked for it. But the fact is, he called up a deceased person. Mm-hmm. Then it says, why did you call me up? It also, it seems to indicate that, that uh, Samuel was not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. You know? Um, so, again, let's not build doctrines based upon totally. these little snippets that's right that's uh, let's right. be really careful with those kinds of doctrines we want straight didactic
1: teaching to build our primary doctrines so that's right that's right yeah. and so for something like this it uh I think I've got basically one indication here, and it leans me in one direction. Yeah. And so that I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm glad you shared that. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I gonna have considered that race imagery. I'm going to think about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Now, listen, if you have listened this far to our inane droning, <laughs> uh, it is likely that you. Um, you're a doofus too. You're a doofus too. <laughs> and there are a bunch of us around. And listen, we're trying to share this podcast. We're trying to grow this podcast community. Um, if you have listened this far, you like it, and I'll bet you. Anything, that you know someone else who's going to like this podcast. So would yeah, you... help us get it out there. Help us get it out there. If this has not been your favorite episode, pick out your favorite episode, share it on social media. Would you share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, or wherever you do it, so that other people can discover it and we can widen this community. And let us know what your favorite episode is and uh, and give us some ideas. That'd uh, be great. Yeah. And, and join in the conversation with us. Thanks so much. You can email us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you there. Hey, Willie, what was your favorite television show as a kid? When I was growing up, you know, uh, only for part of the time did we have a TV. But we did have a TV for some of the time when I was growing up. Um, I At different times, I liked different things. So one of the things that I loved watching was on Nickelodeon, they had... Uh, Nickelodeon, wow. I think it was Nickelodeon. They had a show, man. What was that called? A game show with kids, where they would like get slimed, and they would. uh Yeah, I don't know. We didn't have cable.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised
1: you had Nickelodeon.
0: Maybe it wasn't Nickelodeon because I don't think we had cable. I don't know. I remember um, having a TV with the faux wood. You know, the big old yeah, 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 huh, yeah. Box television. There was no. There was a couple dials. There's no remote control. I had to get up and change the station all the time. And we had three channels. We had like the three That's network channels, and sometimes we had, sometimes we had. We had uh, like another one. Yeah, um, and there sometimes was, PBS. So
1: there was the three network channels, and then sometimes PBS. Yeah, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There was no Fox. No, um, no, no, no. That yeah. was Fox didn't even exist yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um. And so,
0: it, and they were fuzzy. You know, and yeah. the antenna, mm-hmm. we had an mm-hmm. antenna, you had to like turn the mm-hmm. antenna and get it. In. And so a lot of the television that I grew up watching was reruns of stuff that yes. had already gone by, you know, uh, Gilligan's Island, yes, Star loved Trek, it. Loved it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Love Boat, mm-hmm. you know, these
1: were, these were all just like sitcoms and various, th- I Dream of Genie. We used to watch Andy Griffith and Dennis the Menace. Uh, yeah, those are I, Black and White Lassie I watched. Yeah, I, I didn't like any of that. You didn't? I didn't. I didn't like any of
0: it. Wow. Yeah. You didn't like Gilligan's Island? I did not like Gilligan's oh, Island. Man. I watched a lot of it because there was nothing else to watch. How about Bonanza? I never watched Bonanza. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I watched those as well. Yeah. But I'll tell you what I did like. Okay. Is they had um, horror films, getting back to the horror films. Okay. Um, that would come on uh, every, I think it was Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Uh huh. Every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, they'd show some old horror film. And it might be Godzilla or King Kong or. Some other monster, you know, the gargantuan's, okay. um, yeah. or it might be some more psycho, uh, psycho thriller okay. type of movie. You know, yeah. maybe some some sort of Alfred Hitchcock type of film. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was I enjoyed some of that
1: because we had it's, very different just, appetites. There were no there were no options for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I thought of that show from Nickelodeon that I liked, and that's called Double Dare. Did you ever hear of du- Double Dare? Uh, I may have heard of it, but yeah. like I said, I,
0: I never had cable. I never knew much about Nickelodeon. Um, I don't
1: know how we were able to watch it because I don't think we had cable either, but that is a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Anyway. But do you so know, you like the the old horror movies? Well, it, it's just because there was nothing else that, that
0: sparked any interest. Um, I did like you some cartoons on all Saturday you liked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you just <laughs> said. <laughs> well, it was just the, it felt like it was the only option. Yeah. What um, cartoons did you watch on Saturday morning? Yeah. So Saturday morning, uh, the the Hall of Justice. You know, Super okay. Friends. Super Friends. Yeah. Uh, those were good cartoons. Uh-huh. um When the when the Smurfs first came out, everyone yep. loved the Smurfs. Smurfs. Yep. And then they got to be, uh, I think, several hours of Smurfs oh, on Smurfs? yeah on Saturday mornings because oh, people loved them so much. And then I started to get a little. A, a weary of them. I didn't love Smurfs that much. I started wearing but I like out. I like Smurfs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone liked the Smurfs back sure. then, sure. you know. Yeah. And um, and then I found out that. I'm surprised you were allowed to watch the Smurfs coming up the way you did because you know Gargamel, right? right. Sounds like a demon, and Azrael, right? Another demon sort of name, and so a lot of the fundamentalists were down on the Smurfs. Of course, they were the they were the villains,
1: right? But yeah. well, I think oh, so. We were vaguely aware of that, like after we were already watching it and had like Smurf T-shirts and we had all yeah. this stuff, and then somehow we heard that oh yeah, no, this is satanic, and we we're like, huh we didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, that stuff never
0: really bothered me anyway. Yeah, I don't sure. yeah, I don't think that that watching a show with those well, names to... means anything to oh, me, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. you know. Um and then uh, there was uh Thundar. Did you ever see Thundar? He was no? like a barbarian. He had no. this little sword that would come off of his wrist and then it would almost like a lightsaber. Oh, okay. Come on like a it was like a l- electricity or something. Okay. No, I don't know about um, that. Did you ever see Johnny Quest we, No. Is that, never going to Johnny Quest? So that's way back. Um, uh, I'm a little bit older, so uh,
1: you might not remember that one because that was very early on. I yeah. remember Johnny Quest. If it was only for, on for a short time, then that may be true. That may have been when. Yeah. But, I mean, old stuff. I loved, like, Tom and Jerry and um, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, of yeah, course. Bugs Bunny, of course. Like, the Looney Tunes, yeah. all that whole suite of characters. Have you ever seen some of the old um,
0: Bugs Bunny cartoons that are making fun of Germans? Because they I don't were know. during the, the World War. Yeah.
1: I know era. that they were used for that kind oh, of Oh man.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's incredibly really? racist.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, racist. Okay. Yeah. Or
0: you know, ethnically. Sure, the, sure, sure towards it's the sensitive. Germans, sure. Yeah. Um, and probably uh the Japanese as well. Yeah, I, I I think I have seen some that were uh
1: yeah, had that too. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I've seen any cartoon that um that was that way toward
1: blacks, have you? Well, you got the um, the crows in uh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book, okay. The movie, the movie, the yeah. Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? No, was it? Was it? Is it the crows? Uh, the vultures? No, it is the crows. No, the vultures are. That's who I was trying to. I was thinking maybe it was. No, the vultures uh, were. I think the uh, the beetles. They had. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And it was the crow. It, it, absolutely, it was the crows that were. Yeah, that's they're pretty stereotypic. Really, like I've never watermelon heard and stuff. that or had that indicated to me. Really, I don't know how I missed that. If they're eating watermelon and all that, I don't th- you know. I don't know if they're eating watermelon, but yeah, there's there's like a talking jive that the yeah, crows I just don't remember. That I'll have to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pull up a YouTube video for you or something. I, if, yeah. if it's on there, I assume I it is. Thought I could see a case for the Lion King and the hyenas. Yes, I think maybe so. Um,
0: although they swear that was not the case, and that it was—it's at a time period
1: when I don't think Disney would have been trying to do that. Well, and I know that like the main one of the main hyenas was the voice was um, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, and so they were saying that they were they they, they tried to make—and this is true for so many of the their characters—they tried to make the face look kind of like Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, and so then it's got like bigger lips and a wider nose, and like uh-huh. okay, that's not. Th- we're not trying to stereotype we're trying to actually make it look like the person which is something that they did for so many people yeah but it, they, certainly that could that backfired maybe <laughs> yeah maybe so maybe yeah. so um, that's not yeah. but no but these cr- yeah I don't know I don't know if I yeah. can recommend going and looking at these crows or not on the other hand Jungle Book the music and the and like the style of animation was maybe at the peak of that old Disney yeah it's, it's uh, many uh, stuff. people's favorite it's fantastic favorite. yeah um, and, and yet you've got yeah yeah as far as Old Disney, it's probably one of my favorites.: Oh me too, uh, yeah. me too. and the, the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Um, but yeah, the crows are a little cringy. okay. I'll have to look for yeah. that. Donald Duck in the um, back when um, like I think in the 20s, when the income tax first started, uh-huh. Do, there's a cartoon about of Donald Duck, an animated cartoon uh-huh. explaining how income tax works. And it was like on an index card. You got an index card sent to you in the mail, and you just fill out your, uh, you know, there's like five lines or something. Uh-huh. And then that's that's how you pay your taxes. But he was explaining how and why, and it's the patriotic thing to do and all like that. Okay. Yeah.
0: I was not aware of that. Yeah. I like Some of the uh, Donald Duck with the snow battle with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh-huh. That, was a, that was a good cartoon. I really enjoyed that one. I don't you, think I know that. one. Oh man, they, they're like on some old ship. It's like frozen. They have snowball fight. Okay. Yeah, you have to you have to check that out. Okay. It's like to me, it's like classic Disney cartoon. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but some of the older cartoons I watched again because it was the only thing on television, like uh-huh. Popeye. The Sailor Me. Yes. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah. I watched a bunch of never that. Never a big fan of that. No. Not I so always, much. of course, liked it when he ate his spinach and got rid of the bully. Sure. I mean, that's the best part of the story. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole the whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh, the rest is just building up to that one moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it got a little tiresome. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, did you ever like Scooby Doo? Mm-hmm. I watched it. It was to me is yeah. the same as Popeye or one of these others. I, I liked Scooby Doo initially, a bit, but... and then I got very tired of it with the yeah. same old. Yeah. You
0: pesky kids.
1: I yeah. would have gotten away with it. <laughs> right. Without, yeah. without you, pesky kids. Yeah. And then the running past the same uh, chair and the same picture, like <laughs> right over there. and over and over again as they're running. Yeah, yeah. Like that was really clear. But I remember having a
0: season where I really enjoyed that. Yeah. The Flintstones. But Flintstones were okay for me. I, I was a, a big fan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, what about game shows? Oh. Uh, didn't do a whole lot. I mean,. You know, we watched uh, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, Uh and uh, yeah, yeah. they they were okay. I mean, I watched them occasionally when other people were watching them. So I I can
0: remember Wheel of Fortune way back when I'd be home sick from school. It would be on in the morning. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wheel of Fortune? Oh, absolutely. Yep, and and Vanna was
1: young. Are you sure you didn't have cable?
0: No, that was on... Yeah, normal television. Anytime Any I was home sick, I could see Wheel of Fortune and a few of those game shows that come on throughout is an the morning. is
1: evening. evening show
0: well, it is now, but back then it was in the mornings. Huh, I didn't and know that. And then the middle of the day it went into the soaps and that was horribly boring, sure.
1: So Well, then yeah. there was like uh, The Price is Right and um, yeah. Let's Make a Deal and a few of those shows were on in the mornings as well. Yeah. Yeah. so game shows in the morning was a big thing back yeah. in the 70s. Sure, sure, yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I liked watching the game shows, then I'd try to take a nap during the soaps because they were just hard. Oh yeah, the soaps. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I can't imagine getting into them now, but, but even if you wanted to, like, if you're coming in the middle, you have no idea who any of these characters are, right. like it's not even... I, I don't even know how you get into it. No, 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 no.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: Some yeah. people really love them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, a VCR at some point. Uh, we bought a VCR, and we only had a few things to watch, and so we often, because every, because the TV was so terrible, we had a few things to watch, and we'd watch them over and over and over again. And so, as a kid, I, we did a fair amount of that as well. Yeah. 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 Did you ever
0: watch The Three Stooges? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was like a Sunday morning thing, I think,
1: um, early morning Sunday, Is that it? does that sound right? Well, so that would have been church time for us, and so there's, yeah, there'd be no TV. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where, it, I didn't watch it then, but it, mm-hmm. um, I don't know where I watched it. I remember my grandmother saying that it was terrible for kids to watch uh, the the Three Stooges. Uh, but my parents Slapped were like... Slap each uh, other yeah. and <laughs> poke each <laughs> other in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Later on, I discovered the Marx Brothers, and, I'm uh-huh. a, and I really liked the Marx Brothers a lot. And the Three Stooges took a lot of their humor from uh, the Marx Brothers. Uh, and they, they just perfected that one... Style the mm-hmm. slapstick, like literally slapstick. Right, um, poking you in the eyes and conking you in the head with a hammer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did you ever watch the Muppet Show? Oh yeah, so that's, that's a, a great. That one. was a big one when we were little. When we were little, yeah, yeah. love the Muppet Show. Now going back, I didn't realize how adult a lot of their stuff was, and uh-huh. I don't mean crass or, right. or whatever, but. Uh, a lot of stuff went over kids heads right. for
0: sure they're trying to target parents and yeah, children target like, parents a, to me it was one of the first family shows that totally. i can
1: remember us watching and yeah 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 well maybe that's uh, my family we used to watch double dare um that's the nickelodeon show that i was telling mm-hmm. you about because and I, one of the reasons I, that immediately came to my mind i think is cuz our entire family would watch it and it was adults and kids together uh on a game show where there was questions and the, you know the adults and kids yeah. had to work together to but then they would get uh, you know, you have to reach up into this giant oversized nose and pull out some goo, you know, that had a clue oh, to the... Oh, yes, yes. I
0: remember that. That rings a bell. Uh, and, and then yeah. and many,
1: many other kinds of things I remember like that. maybe seen commercials or something for that. Yeah. yeah or, it was a really popular show. Kids talk show. about it and stuff. Yeah, it was a really yeah. popular show. It was a game show like that. Hey, one time
0: I was watching uh, Pressure Lock. Remember that one? Yeah. Had the Whammies, uh-huh, with little the whammies, red, uh-huh. little red guys. And this, uh, this. Guy had won. There was only like one whammy left on the board. Okay. The other people had had absorbed so many of these whammies, and they were out, and he had a truckload of money. Okay. I'd never seen so much money won in pressure Luck. Yeah. And he had one more spin. Okay. And no competition. The other players are out. Yeah. And he's either going to get a lot more money uh-huh. or he's going to get the one whammy that's left on the board. Okay. So the odds are, are really low. Really in his favor. Yeah, really in his favor. So he, uh, he presses his luck. Yes. And I remember this... <laughs> Because um, he gets the one whammy, right? <laughs> of course. And you know how they were little characterizations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this one was um, was uh, uh, who said I cannot tell a lie? George Washington. It was a little George Washington, and uh, and it said I cannot tell a lie. You lose. Oh no! And <laughs> I can remember this guy's face and his countenance, uh-huh. and he's just like he just got chaffed, man. You know, oh, man. He lost all this money in the hopes of, you know. Yeah, there was some big money left on the board. And he, yeah, and, uh, you
1: lose. You went <laughs> and, home with nothing. And, then, and they would laugh at him. And, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You know, right? <laughs> you yeah. pressed your luck, and
1: oh, by the way, this machine is quote random. <laughs> well, uh, so it's not random. I know, but yeah. that probably was they didn't choose that for him because did you know that they that about the person who hacked that show? No. Okay, so. It, it looked like it was random when, and then you would just hit the button, and it and it would stop on. That's that's your thing, either the whammy or the prize or whatever. So he went, and uh, so the one guy studied that 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 the. It seems like the had some sort of algorithm. Yeah. Yes, and so he studied, and he just like game the show he got Uh, on the
0: show it's like counting cards in vegas
1: exactly yeah and and he was a hundred percent because he knew exactly where it would go next and exactly the timing and then he would hit it and be like extra spin extra spin extra spin vacation to hawaii vacation (laughs) to new york vacation (laughs) to sydney this is amazing (laughs) extra spin extra spin extra spin and then then the producers like wait a second totally that's exactly what happened and he's like hey look i came on you said that i would win these prizes and there it is and i think that that was the end of the show I think that they, like, they're like, okay, then we can't make this show anymore. <laughs> we're yeah, we're gonna have to revamp. We're gonna have to revamp. Yeah. So it wasn't random, and it, and if uh-huh. the guy, uh, you know, I had
0: not known that. No. Yeah,
1: yeah, you go look. It's one of the most famous examples of yeah. a game show that they. Speaking of which, now this is uh, a little bit off topic, but that's okay. I heard just recently that there was a guy who bought. Uh, where was this? Some of the United States in Southern California, maybe. I forget exactly where. Um, a guy bought a year-long pass to Six Flags in a place where it was open year-round, and every and so the year and it was uh, three hundred and fifty dollars or something. Wow, um, so expensive. Yeah, but then a dollar a day. So he went, uh, and part of the um, the pass was that you could get two meals every day you went. Wow, big mistake. So. He ate there for every the, day every day. Yeah. Literally every day for the entire year. And that he didn't go out Ooh. to eat. He was paying off student loans, he was paying off a mortgage. Like he did not eat what except for there. Yeah. And so for he it was groceries for an entire year. Yeah. 300, 350 dollars. Amazing, and they have changed totally. Like, yeah, like they, they did it, <laughs> but like, okay, whoops, uh, yeah, we got to change the system <laughs> yeah, here. That's not um, going <laughs> to, that's not going to pay the bills, man. I, they didn't. Uh, I heard this news report, and they they did not say how much weight he gained because when you're mm. eating funnel cakes and chili dogs, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's say, probably you, not you the you have most. You to be nutritious. really judicious in what
0: you choose you to eat be if you're every careful. day. I mean, you're just eating out. Anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, extra sodium and butter totally. and, and especially MSG at a amusement oh, yeah. park. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, the, the the oils, the nasty
1: hydrogenated oils and, yeah. But, you know, when I was younger, I didn't care about that stuff near as much. Yeah. This is probably a younger guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He but, could eat funnel cake every day and somehow <laughs> survive. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what was your, those of you who are listening, your favorite TV show growing up? Or any of those kinds of things. Did you ever watch Double Dare? Have you ever been on Double Dare? That'd be great.
0: Send have you us- ever picked
1: a big green loogie out of a fake nose? <laughs> Send us a, a message at uh, the Hopper Podcast at gmail.com. and we will read it on the air as long as it's clean, cleanish, cleanish. We'll re- we'll we'll have fun with it even if it's not yeah. clean. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time when we will discuss how to make artisan glue out of horses. Oh, boy. Don't let my daughter hear this. All right. Uh, I'm sure you know someone who needs to listen to the Hopper. Not your daughter, but somebody. Yeah, be a pal and share the Hopper goodness. Send them a link. And if they still don't listen, well, make them listen to Tyra Banks talk until they've had enough. Oh, that won't take long. Yeah. They'll comply. Uh Uh-huh. And be sure to subscribe or follow. Special thanks this week goes to our speechwriter, Audrey Marks. (laughs) Audrey Marks. Thank you,
0: Audrey.